Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we're covering A24's Talk to Me. You busy tonight? You want to turn, eh? My mum leaves at nine. So you're at ten. Where'd you get it from anyway? Apparently it was the hand of someone who could connect with the dead. I heard it was the hand of a Satanist. The other hand's just out there. White people shit, man, I tell you. (laughs) All right, let's do this! You know the drill. Say, talk to me. Talk to me. Fucking stop it, he's choking! 83 seconds, get it off him! What if we opened the door but we didn't shut it? Delete it. Delete it, come on! The spirits, they followed us. We have to do something! You want to do it again? Stop. What was it? What? I don't know! I let you in. I let you in. Oh my god. We have to go ahead. We're obligated, not because we're getting paid or anything, to say that it's an A24 film. So you know what you're getting into if you are into A24 films. As opposed to all the A23 and 25 that are out there. (laughs) Yes. Uh, This has been going around for a while. Okay? All over the place. And... uh, interviews you know festivals all kinds of things saying that it is the scariest movie 824 has ever come out with now you may think well they only came out with one horror movie and that was hereditary because maybe you're not an 824 fan but they have come out with a plethora of films and a lot and i'm going to go out there and say i've seen the majority of them uh, I disagree. It is not the scariest film that they've come out with. I think that's just a whole marketing ploy. That's fine. That's cool. Whatever's going to get them in the seats, right? Whatever's going to get them in the seats. Uh, but then this is a spoil cast. It's spoiled. This is a spoiled. It has maggots galore. So <laughs> do not move forward if you do not want to hear 
about what this film is about because there is a lot of other podcasts that are covering this that are doing uh, non-spoilers. Okay, that's not us. Um, don't listen to them though. Stay listening to us. Yeah, don't move on to them. Stay, get all the deets right now before you spend your 10, 15, 20, 40 dollars, whatever, whatever you're spending um, to see this film. Now, let's go off. I'm going to start off by saying that this film is an Australian film and we have covered many, you know what? I shouldn't say many. We've covered several <laughs> Australian horror films um, over our time. And I personally have favorite ones. I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name what those are, just in case you want to okay. go back and you know you're into Australian horror now because you're just all about this film. Uh, you've seen it, um, and you want more. Uh, the loved ones. We covered that film. Really enjoyed that film. Um, oh, we covered this film actually this year. Allison's birthday. Oh yeah, that's a one from a while. That's an older one though. That is an older one from 1981. It's a gem. I didn't say this is all going to be new films. I just said these were all the films okay. that came out in Australia. There are... Fa- oh, Wolf's, Wolf Creek. That's another Phoebe. Um, Relic, which we have not seen. We have not seen these. So now I'm going to the movies that have been like covered over um, and have become like people's favorite. That was like a big one that year for 2020. Um, people were coming out. That's where the mom... Like the lady has to take care of the mom in the house and oh, she gets yeah, like yeah. possessed or whatever. Um, and I have to, the Bubba Duke, we can't, everyone loves a Bubba Duke, right? I even made an appearance at uh, what we do in the shadows, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Bubba Duke's here. Um, Housebound, I know everyone was really yeah, into that. New Zealand one, I think. Um, it's, it's, it's listed as a Australian horror, so mm-hmm. take it, take it or leave it. We're just, are we going to throw it into the Australian horror? We can put that as a Maybe. But definitely a movie that we really enjoyed and that we both really love. Um, I'm pretty sure we covered this movie. Um, the man, what is the name of the movie? Road Games. No, we didn't cover that one. We didn't cover that one. We watched it though. Yeah, we watched it. We watched that during the hurricane where the cable and everything kept going out. Yes, yes. So I think that's why we didn't cover it because we didn't have power long enough to uh, keep everything going. Another 1981 film. So yes, so they've you know they've had they've dipped their toe for a really long time actually their whole foot's in the in the water actually of the horror films, so this is another another horror film and this is um was directed by two brothers that are really big they're twin brothers that are really big in Australia they had a YouTube channel called Raka Raka, um it was like really really like huge, um over there, it's uh, Danny and Michael Filippo, and we have. Uh, the cast, which is led by uh, Sophie Wilde, she plays Mia, um, and Miranda Otto is in the film. Yes. Who was who recently, quote unquote, recently was Zelda Spellman in the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. They were fans. Chilly, uh, I, when I saw her, I was like, Oh my God, it's Zelda. Um, <laughs> but what I should have been saying is, oh my gosh, it's Elwin from Lord of the Rings, the original, um, yeah. films. And, you know, and then there's the family. Um, so she actually, Miranda Otto's character, Sue, she has a son and a daughter and they're very close to Sophie Wilde's character, Mia. And that's, um, the daughters, she's being Alexandra Jensen, who's playing Jade and Jill Bird, who's Riley. So those are the four main 
I would say, characters in the film. It's really about the grief of Mia. Um, the film opens up. She, um, they're, they're celebrating Remembrance Day, which is like, I guess, a, a day where they... I Remember mean, obviously, where the loved one died. Exactly. It's like the second year since her mom's died. And she's still struggling with it. Um, it wasn't, it was an unexpected death. And she's really struggling with that. And I have to say, this is where I already knew going in that her mom had passed and she was kind of dealing with that. But it didn't really dawn on me. Uh, I shouldn't say dawn on me, but lately... A24 has been into the grief business. Um, I believe that... Grief and horror trauma. Grief slash horror trauma. Yeah, and I don't care for it. I don't care for it. It's... And and I understand why that's that can be, you know, a huge seller. Because you know what? Everyone, no matter what you believe in, who you are, how you're living your life, everyone is go- going to go through some sort of grief or grief overall in their life you know, the loss of a loved one. And that just hits home. That's where the reality sits. And then everything around it is the fictitious, you know, the fantasy, or I should say fantasy, but the fake, you know, part of it. And that is where there's a lot of emotions. You see it in Hereditary, you see it in Midsummer. you see it in, you know, men. We Recently, they released men that also another grief, just grief, 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 grief. And I'm gonna just quote, okay, someone and say good grief okay charlie brown um (laughs) can't we not anymore uh it just i just i can't i can't deal with it i just can't deal with it i feel like it's too easy it's too easy now um you see in the trailer you do have you know it's a bunch of kids getting together it's the whole like oh the teens are gonna play a game you know and the game is gonna go awry and it's a cursed object, you know, like the ring with the tape and many other movies about cursed objects that get floating around, you know, and curse, you know, the people that touch it or experience it or do anything with it. So those themes and those things are nothing new that we've seen. Um, actually, the movie overall, if you were to strip away, like the visuals and all that, it's your typical horror film. There's nothing new to it. Um... It, there's no, there's nothing new to it. It's just things from other things put into a pretty package, and the pretty package is is grief. That's what the pretty package is. As you may or may not have already guessed, I'm like meh about the movie. Now I'm not gonna say it didn't have its moments. It did have its moments. I screamed multiple times like an idiot. Um, <laughs> it got me. Because they're very shocking. Just like, you know, you don't think, hey, kid with the head out the window. Maybe the first thing is like, this fucking kid is going to get their fucking head just chopped the fuck off. You know, that's not (laughs) when you're watching Hereditary. That's not what you're thinking at that moment. You think like, oh, it's just a drive down the fucking street. And then, you know, oh, shit, it happens. The opening of the film. Well, I shouldn't say the opening. Later on, you know, a couple of minutes into the film, you see some crazy shit happen. You know, Uh, there's a party brothers come in to collect his brother he's looking for his brother and he is looking for him all over the house you know i guess thinks that he's behind this closed door breaks down the door the brother's there he's you know where he's doesn't have a shirt on he has like crazy scratches on his back he looks fucked up 
Okay. Yeah, he's got cuts all over him. He's messed up. And he's they're talking. He's talking to his brother and like him, like let me get you out of here, or whatever. And the brother's you know murmur, murmuring like some shit, and and uh, he gets him out. And you know the brother goes, the deranged brother goes off screen for a second, and the frame is really just the the brother who came to get him. And then like party goers all around. And they're all filming because, you know, obviously they see like, oh, Something shit. Something crazy happening. So they're like, well, we got to get this out on YouTube. So you know, this is the time it. we're living in. Exactly. We got we, we got to put this on fucking TikTok. We got to put this out there. So um, off screen and then all of a sudden in screen comes a brother and he fucking just stabs his brother in the fucking stomach. Brother falls over and then the fucking kid kind of like walks a couple of steps towards like the outside like porch area and he fucking just sticks a knife in his fucking head and kills himself in front of everyone and that's how we start that's that's how it begins that's, yeah that's how you get it started like and like if you realize well something bad is gonna happen here yeah oh shit what 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 did this what caused this chaos what what is it and basically there isn't this is not gonna be the kind of movie where we're gonna get like some sort of explanation of where this thing came from none of that the it literally and you don't see it at all during this party. Um, it's we're gonna assume it's already left hands, or maybe it's just found later. No, I guess it's found later because the brother gives it to the other to the other guy. But it gets moved along the hand. There's yeah. like a weird, just you know, you've seen the pictures of it, like distorted, like weird, like it looks like a mannequin hand that has like writing all over it. Um, ceramic yeah, they make hand. That supposedly it's the hand of a psychic that was cut off and then encased in ceramic. And someone else says, no, it was a hand of a Satanist and all this. So there's all these like misinformation and rumors about what it really is. And they really never clear it up, which is fine. It's probably better that way. Yeah, you don't want to give too much. got to keep some fucking mystery to it because then it's just like, ugh. But what I did find interesting is the hand has a bunch of writing in it. They... Um, it looks like somebody signed a cast. Exactly. It's exactly what it looks like. There's all different kinds of colors of ink. There's different words. There's styles of writing. Styles. Uh, and there's no... I found that intriguing because I wanted to know what was up with that. Because I'm that kind of person. If you went out of your way to design this like that, it could have just been a plain white or gray, you know, whatever color, terracotta hand. You know, it didn't have to have all this, like, writing on it. But we never... Like you said, there's no explanation whatsoever. It is what it is. And this, these two guys, um, well, we won't say guys. These two people um, have been bringing it, you know, having like parties, jumping from house to house, you know, filming the experiences of the whole thing. And the whole thing is you get strapped to a chair, literally strapped, and you, they put the hand in front of you and they light a candle. Okay, this candle, by the way, I don't know if anyone, you know, you're like very informative, like, you know, very informed about candles. But this candle looks like it is like on its last bit of wick. It is melted all the way down. I don't know how long the candle has to last, but for something that's so important, because this this candle literally is the link, like the barrier breaker between the dead and, and, and the living. So you need to go to the Dollar Tree or some kind of really <laughs> cheap store wherever you're at. They probably don't have that over there in Australia. You need to go to and get a candle, a new one, because it's imperative. Okay, it's probably a good idea to have that nice there. You know, 
Yeah, the fucking candle. I was like freaking out every fucking seconds because it was just like, how much wick is left in that candle? It's like melted all the way down. It has like that melt where like the wax is starting to melt in, like warp itself around the candle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have to like, you like the candle. And when you put your hand out, you say, talk to me. And once you have the hand gripped, you're going to immediately see... And the movie is very clever. It's very A24, if you know what that means. Meaning the fucking visuals are spot on. There's metaphors. There's there's going to be some kind of dead animal in the movie. You know, where like we have Midsummer's, we have the bear. The other one, we had that other fucking animal. There's always going to be something dead. That meaning it's some kind of metaphor or whatever, analogy, whatever you want to say, for something that's, you know, happening with one of the characters. So we encounter that later in kind of a uh, I know what you did last summer moment. Um... Uh, when she's going down the road, but so you gotta hold a hand and you say, I let you in. So, and then you get possessed by the spirit. Yes. And then the spirit is, and it could be whatever spirit happens to be there. I don't know if the spirits are waiting in line. Um, like I said, there's no explanation. Uh, and we'll kind of put a bookend at, at the end of the podcast about that. But, um, you, <laughs> Kind of like, I don't know how the spirits, they're just waiting to just, whoever's available, you know, maybe like you're fucking eating, you know, whatever. It's called waiting kind of thing. The spirits are all in a queue. Exactly. And then whoever's there is there. Um, and the spirit, each spirit is different. You're and a creepy guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's your turn. And, um. Sorry, large drowned woman. You're next. Well, yeah, it was a, a drowned woman and the makeup is... I don't know if the brothers, because they also, in their YouTube channel, they would do, like, FX makeup. They actually were part of the crew for the Babadook. Mm. And they said, like, in an interview, they said, like, being on a horror movie set is the best schooling you can get. Like, film school, like, okay, but this is the best film school is to be on a set, which I get it. It's hands-on. You're seeing everything happen, especially with you know that's that wasn't a blockbuster movie it's you know however a little three four five million dollar movie that's being made um so you know it's not a mcu like film so you see kind of like thing and they go from party to party and of course you have mia who's dealing with and struggling with the death of her mom and you already see right off the bat that she's desperate to get to one of these parties yeah because she kind of forces her friend um to take her to the party and that's where all the shit ensues yeah because she's desperate to try and get this because of course she wants to try and talk to her mom she's in hopes that her mom's going to come and contact her and uh maybe she does i don't know that part is ambiguous i i think it's ambiguous because they throughout the film you know it's all fun and games right in the beginning like anything right there's like even a whole fucking montage where all the kids are in the room and they're all taking their turns and you know playing with the hand and being possessed there are some disgusting scenes and i'm not going to get into the disgusting scenes but there's some nasty things that happen to some of the one main one of the characters specifically um and it's these these are not nice ghosts okay these are like no 
and and you have to you know you can't overanalyze because you can go in there and be like well i was taught and conditioned by horror films that ghosts that are evil are not ghosts they're demons you know shit like that but it's like if you were a shit person in real life you're gonna be a shit person as a ghost like come on yeah i think that's pretty Right? That's that's what it is. If you're we terrible don't... as a person, you're going to turn up as a terrible ghost. And Nobody turns around in the afterlife. This is the thing. From what I saw, it seemed like all the ghosts were assholes. Like, I don't... <laughs> but then again, would I be an asshole ghost if I was stuck in fucking limbo? Because we're going to assume these, were, these all these ghosts were in limbo. Because, like I said, minimal explanation. Like, obviously, they're not having an interview with the ghost during the movie. Like, hey, where are you? What you feeling? What's going on? Um... But yeah, so they're all doing their things. And then, of course, she gets addicted to it because there's a feeling that she receives or that the kids receive when they're able, as she says, she's a passenger and she felt like she was glowing, you know, and she can see and feel and see everything that's happening, but she's not the driver, right? Someone else has taken over. And maybe in that relief, maybe in the takeover, there's relief from her grief. We don't really, we're going to assume that because the, what she describes, like she's glowing, like maybe she has that lifted off of her where that's not in the forefront of her mind. Someone else, you know, has taken it. I, I, I would just assume that. Right. But, you know, after like the second go around the friend jade who brought her younger brother you know with them and he wants to do it and unfortunately you know he had a bad experience actually in the first round uh um when she was possessed mia she was looking at riley and said that you know someone there was like someone after him like yeah, someone was really into up. him they're gonna chop you up she keeps saying to him which once anyone that's possessed by a ghost looks at me and says they're going to chop me up, I don't touch the ghost board after that. Exactly. Why would you fucking... Well, I mean, he's a kid. He can't make a, you know, decision. Oh, when I was his age, I could have made the decision not to touch that thing. No, of course. But I'm saying, like, he shouldn't have been... Well, yeah. that was the whole thing. Like, Mia... I don't want to say goads him, goads into him into it, but... She, she took a place where she shouldn't. The sister was like, no. And that's where it should have stayed. She should have just respected what the sister said, and then we wouldn't get... But then we wouldn't have a movie, right? Yeah, it's all the way with hard movies. If they, if they all made good decisions, then, you know, there'd so, be nothing. Yeah, so out of... Like, thinking back in the movie, because um, the movie's pretty fresh, right? We wanted to release this, like, ASAP. Um, so it's a kind of, like, before our Tuesday release. We want to release it so you guys can, like, you know, get the feels of the film. What part of the film or is there anything that like sticks out in your mind um when once riley actually takes hold of the hand and uh you know gets possessed by the thing and does the talk to me and it goes okay at first like he's like it seems like his or her mia's mom has taken him over and is talking to mia and they're everybody's having a good time and then suddenly it switches to someone else and that's when things start to go real bad for him because that's when the ghost starts slamming his face into the table, starts like trying to rip his own eye out. He's like sm- the chair starts moving around, smashing him and everything. And that was really good because you, it was a real you know intense body horror moment where he's like beating himself up. He's ripping. He's trying to rip his own eye out. He's doing terrible things to himself. And it's all one of those things where you know what's happening. That after it's done, 
this is going to be real fucking hard to explain to the parents, to the cops, to everybody. Like, oh yeah, it was a ghost thing that did this to him. You know everyone there is immediately going to get blamed for doing this to him, like a bullying type thing. Or they're going to be like, well, you gave him drugs and he freaked the fuck out on him, didn't you? So that kind of th- that one kind of got me because I'm like, yeah, that'd be a bad situation to be in. It 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 would, and that's what the mom thinks. The mom thinks because Mia one time like smoked weed in her house. <laughs> she thinks that oh, the gateway drug. Now she's doing all kinds of other things. She gave my son something, and now he's fucking tweaking, right? Which that's a typical thing they have with these like parents. They're like, oh, you smoked weed once, Well, you're obviously a drug fiend. Yeah, this is what's wild to me. <laughs> They made it a point. One, this is not like it follows where it's ambiguous what fucking time frame is. Is it the fucking 90s? Is it the future? What's up with the show fucking cell phone? Like, what's going on with that? There's so many things. You don't know what the hell is. The the time is ambiguous. Here, everyone has an iPhone out. Okay? They recorded every session. They recorded that session. Play. Show the fucking people. Yep. Like, show the things. That's never addressed. If, if you're a person where you get bothered by shit like that, this is not the movie for you because you're going to be bothered because there was evidence right there. But that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is not when it's not going to like a fucking like, oh, a true detective side. Like, oh, we're now we're going to say the cops and the cops were involved. And no, this is none of that. Like, this is just like, OK, that's a thing that happened. And yeah, it's fucked up and they're dealing with it. But now we're more into how we're going to resolve this issue because you come to find out that and you and you see that happen. You know the rules from the beginning, like in any movie that has fucking something cursed or some shit like that, like fucking, let's say, like a uh, gremlins. OK, don't <laughs> feed them after midnight. Don't put water on them. They don't like sunlight. Like there's rules that were established. OK, they gremlinized the shit. bothered me and. Gremlins, too, because they say, don't feed them at your midnight. What time zone? That's very true. That's very true. Is it Eastern time zone, Central time zone? Both. Is that possible? It's midnight midnight somewhere right now. (laughs) Is it possible? Both. Just don't feed them after 5 p.m. There you go. Yeah, well, once it starts to get a little dark, don't feed them. Because it's going to be bad. So, what was it that we said in the beginning? The candle is the one the candle has to be on you have to you have to cut it off at 90 seconds and you have to blow out the candle okay before 90 seconds you have to blow that fucking candle out and you have to rip the fucking hand out of their hand they're out of their hands so the things that did not happen the hand it went over 90 seconds it was like two minutes yeah for for riley okay the hand was not able to get dislodged from the other hand and the candle never blown out because we don't know that is not seen they never show them blow out the candle they never address anything with with the exception of the release of the hand that's the only thing that you see that it gets ripped out of his hand and then that's it and then you go to the next scene and then it's you know mia like freaking out and dealing you know at home or whatever and she's trying to cat like get back to like the hospital. She's trying to get to the hospital where Riley is. Well, and I kind of wonder too because her time went over by a few seconds too. She went like ninety four seconds or whatever. Yes. They said you weren't supposed to go more than ninety. And then later, when she's trying to pull the hand away from Riley while he's being thrown all over the room, she's got her hand kind of on his in the hand as well. So I kind of wonder if that didn't like extend her time even more and make her a little more vulnerable to things that happen later. Yeah, she does have her hand on his hand um, because she was connecting with the mom and she doesn't let go of the hand. 
um, you know, for multitude of reasons because she wanted more time with her mom, which is where obviously it gets real fucked up. And but the the second that they saw that this kid was trying to get his eye out, because that's the first thing he tries to do is get the eye out. Once he can't do that, then he gets thrown to the other side of the room and then starts knocking his head on the damn fucking piece of wood. Uh, that, that's when you blow the candle out and get the hand. Like you put the phone away, drop the phone up. I don't know. So yeah, so Riley, lo and behold, but we how figure out. I get out, this whole thing on TikTok if I drop the phone. I can't. Riley, there there was never any closure. There was ne- that Barry was not broken, so he still has that ghost entity, whatever you want to call, inside his body, and it's controlling him. And every second that every like every time that he's awakened, you know, he tries to kill himself because he's fucking malicious because he wants that kid's fucking body, soul, whatever. Um, you in a very creepy uh thing i mean i guess you know we're not gonna go through the whole film bit by bit but the fucking creepiest fucking scene is the and i'm just gonna say what this what this is and then you just figure it out on your own guys just figure it out if you're old timer you're a major horror fan you know you've seen a shit ton of movies it was a very society fucking scene i did not with a little boy i mean i should say little boy he's like i don't know 13 14 yeah 13 14 he may have been fucking 20 in the damn in real life who knows um i didn't google that but yeah it's it's very gross that part that imagery like i'm not gonna be able to remove that one specific scene out of my head that was the worst scene actually in the whole film and it lasted like i don't know five seconds like it it wasn't that long that's all it needed it's one of those scenes it's very effective at getting its point across yeah so you know, to paint a to paint a picture, but not a graphic one. This kid is lo- is in the fucking limbo, and all the other ghosts are literally on top of him, all on top of him, and they're just biting and just attacking him. They're it's rough times for Riley. They're attacking him, and he's in hell. He's in a very hellish, experiencing a hellish moment. You know, and it's it's bad. And Mia sees that and is freaked the fuck out and, you know, has to decide, like, that she has to get this out. Now, earlier we kind of mentioned that we were talking about the ghost and it being, you know, cr- you know, a bad person and a bad ghost or whatever. You know, this is where I don't know. So the mom, do you think the mom was malicious? Like, it wasn't really the mom. Like, it was another ghost taking the imagery of the mom? Or do you think it was the mom? I don't know. I think it might have been another ghost just taking the image of the mom and trying to lead her aside. Because even if the mom was like, I'm not looking to, uh, you know, what am I trying to say here? I lost my train of thought there. Uh, I, the mom, as you will figure out shortly in the, to the movie, without much help from the movie, you already know this right off the bat, the mom killed herself. She didn't just die under mysterious circumstances. She killed herself. And it gets pretty obvious early on that she did. They just haven't acknowledged it. So even if the mom killed herself, I don't know why she'd be so malicious to come back and do this to the daughter, like kind of manipulate the daughter into doing all the terrible things that happened later. So I feel like it wasn't the mom. It was just another ghost taking on her form to try and manipulate her. This is where I'm torn because the go- the mom ghost, she's like, you know, you have to help Riley. Riley's still there. It's because of the mom that we find out what's going on with Riley, you know, 
And... But that could also be her just trying to manipulate her and saying, oh, look at this terrible thing that's happening to him. That's true, but then she does see that when she gets to the other side or, you know, she's in that fucking weird limbo thing. So that's where I'm like, uh, I don't know. But what... And then the other thing is, so the dad finally opens up because the dad's been in the movie. He's the horror movie dad where he'll be in a scene for five seconds, but he's not, he's kind of absent. He's not really involved too much in the kid's life. You know, the kid's doing whatever the fuck she wants. And now he's like a single dad. So he's like, you know, trying to make ends meet or whatever he's doing. And he's not really there. But when he is there, he tries to connect, but it doesn't work well because the daughter is feeling some kind of way because of the mom's death and it's ambiguous and she feels like maybe the dad's not telling her something. Oh, and, he was not. And you kind of find out that, the well, there's a scene where the dad opens up, you know, and he reads a letter and in the letter, it's the mom's suicide letter. But the mom ghost is like, no, that that's not your dad. That letter is not true. Yeah. I did not kill myself because she, she said that she did not want to lose her daughter. She didn't want to harm her or hurt her. So she didn't do that to herself. She says that multiple times throughout the whole encounter, their encounters. And then you come to find out that, oh, shit, that was not the dad. It was another entity pretending to be the dad. Yeah. So, and that's how, and that's like what harps back to how they probably get them to kill themselves because they either, it's someone that's connected to them that they trust, like a loved one that's passed that got, like, is like the entity is like pretending to be that person and then they make them kill themselves, you know, because... That's the whole scene where she's fighting for Mia's fighting for her life because dad is fucking crazy and creepy and be like he looks real fucked up because he's a fucking nasty ghost and you know he's strangling her and she tries to fucking b- break herself away but while that's happening there's like they're going back to like the dad the actual dad the actual dad finding the hand, hearing his daughter screaming for her life. He's trying to bust through the door while fake dad is like, while fake dad is, you know, choking her. Yeah. So then, you know, and and you see it coming from a mile away. You know that it's going to be bad because you see her reaching for the scissors to try and stab fake dad. And you're like, oh, yeah, as soon as real dad gets in, he's getting stabbed. And sure enough. He gets stabbed right in the fucking throat, dude. And it's terrible. And then she does nothing. Like, that's the part that fucking kills me. I'm like, that's your dad. There was, like, no reaction. It was just, like, like, bated breath. They call 999 there. You could at least call 999. 999 or (laughs) 876-5166-17032. I wish I actually knew the correct sequence from the um, IT crowd. So... Yeah, so <laughs> that happens. And then, you know, Mia has to figure out, like, oh, shit, she comes up with a fucking plan. And the plan is like, well, my mom said that the only way to release him is to fucking kill Riley. So I just got to go and do it. And, you know, then she has that encounter with Sue, Riley's mom. And she says, like, you're a part of the family. I know you would never try to hurt him. I'm sorry, you know, and whatever. And she asked for a moment of me asked for, like, some time with him. And, you know, you see the person that's taking over Riley 
and he's real grotesque. Like, I'm talking about, like, fucking sick. This kind of had, like, smile vibes, if now I'm thinking about it. Because that movie, which we did recently see, surprisingly. We were not one of the bajillions of people that saw this in the theater, unfortunately. Um, I didn't think I would be able to deal with it. But we finally saw it. But, yeah, this has, like, very smile uh, things with the grief and the, yeah. and the thing. So... So, anywho, so, yes, so the nasty old man, you kind of see, like, him pop out. So, you see Riley, but you see the old man. You see what she sees because the door is open for her. She's living in between both worlds. And that's where it becomes, like, fucked up because you don't know what's real and what's not real. Yeah. You know? And And you would think at this point, when she's already seen that kind of stuff happen, that she might be a little cautious about what she's doing you know she, she just throws cars into the wind it's like you know what i'm gonna take these same scissors that i stabbed my dad with and just head to the hospital i'm sure it'll work out fine the fear the grief the anxiety the the wanting to that was her best friend and you see that from like silly videos that they shared and she's always watching videos and like listening to her mom's voice that's the part that killed me this is the... I will, I will put a label on this film. I'm not going to say it's the scariest A24 film. I'm going to say this is the second saddest film that I've ever seen. A oh, horror movie. Because Smile... It's between this and Smile. It's fucking sad. I'm talking about like... I should not be crying like a baby. You know? And maybe it's just me. I'm just a fucking sensitive person. But I should not be crying tears in a fucking horror movie. Okay? Now, if I'm scared out of my mind and those are like scared tears, if that's a thing, I'm a, obviously that's a thing, it, you know, then fine. But these were, these that's were my like, new band name, Terror Tears. Terror Tears. D- these were depression tears. These were like, oh, God, no, like mom, like I lost my kid or I lost my mom fucking tears, you know, because guess what, guys, we all go through that. And that's the part that gets me like that's. That's the part that I was just like crying. And then I saw it with my sister and her boyfriend and they were like, eh, <laughs> eh. they were like, huh. they were over me crying like a baby because I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. A24 was A24 horror movies. More, the majority of them, they make me cry. That's, that's what they, the witch did it. And that was a fucking fantastic movie. Well, the witch just was like, you were just rooting for the, the witch the whole time. No, I was not rooting for the witch. Um, <laughs> Man, the thing she did with the baby, I can't get over that. Um, the best A20 horror film, and I want to say this, this is the scariest. If anyone really wants to know what the scariest A24 film is, the, to this day that I fucking think about this film randomly, like throughout the day, like it just hits me like, oh shit, like I can't even think about it. Okay, it's under uh, the skin, right? Is that the name of the movie? I, yeah, the one with uh, Scarlett With Scarlett Johansson that's based on a novel. That is their scariest movie okay because that fucking movie is horrifying well, aliens creep you out well i don't like aliens that's very true um and then you're gonna have to learn to like them though because you know they're gonna be moving into the neighborhood soon <sighs> all these recent hearings that we got this the is... aliens are real and they're here folks i can't buy colt's daughter i also really enjoy the movie i'm just not gonna just name all the fucking a24 movies that i like better they're than this good. one um, that I really enjoyed more than, than this film. No, no, no. This, this film, I give it two and a half knives. 
Is it a three nine for ah whatever? I don't know. I'm not gonna give a rating for this film. It everyone has different scare buttons, you know? Yeah. And people fainting and throwing up from seeing this movie. Come on, y'all. That's too much. Maybe they were like kids. I don't. I can't see that happening to a grown person. But hey, if it does, that's hey hey. That's all I have to say. That's um. You enjoyed the film. It scared you that much. I guess. I don't know. I mean, like I said, there are some. There's imagery and stuff like that. Um, that will that you, you. Some of them might be. You might not get affected by. It. You're like ah, eh, whatever. That's I've seen fucking worse, you know, like Human Centipede. Who wants to fucking watch yeah, that? Yeah, anything else. If this is one of the first horror movies you've seen, this probably will be one of the scariest things you see. But as you, the more you see, the more that this is like. Oh, I'm not saying this is a bad movie. I enjoyed it. It's it's fine. It's it's not breaking any particular new ground. There's a few like new creepy images in it, but it, like I said, it's reminiscent of like Smile, The Ring, any of those kind of things where you pass around the horror and you know. You touch it, you read it, open it, whatever, you cause the problems, and there you go. It, it's a good entry into it, and I'm, oh, yeah, I'd give it three knives. It's, it's entertaining. It's certainly not, you know, it's certainly one of the better horror movies I've seen in a while. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's fine. The ending. Everyone, every review that I saw about this movie, they were on, like I said, they were not, they were non-spoilers. Every review is like, I never saw the ending coming. The ending is mind-blowing. I'm, I'm going to fucking throw it out there. This is the end. You ready? <laughs> I told you this was spoiled with maggots. Okay, so you obviously, the dilemma is, the dilemma is that she's going to have to kill Riley, right? To release him from this hell. And I don't know when she makes the decision. Her mom, she's like standing like in a causeway. Um, he's, it was kind of illogical too because they said before that if you die while you're possessed, then you they own you forever. And she's gonna go try and kill him. I'm like that's that's gonna make him stuck there forever. Isn't there's it? potholes. There's 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 potholes in the film. Like I said, it's not a, it's not a perfect movie, but fine. So you're right. So yes. So he's possessed, and he's the old man. Like you see, he's the old man, right? And she's gonna dump him out of the fucking chair onto the fucking oncoming traffic, and. <laughs> And now you see from the point of view of two people driving and the two people driving are driving and there's like a fucking final destination truck in front of them. I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well. And uh, then all of a sudden, bodies, 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 no pun intended, another A24 film, uh, you know, gets thrown in the fucking traffic, this disorientation and the shot is like blurry because, you know, it's unfocused and it's focused on. Oh, who actually pans over to reveal that Mia threw herself in the fucking traffic. And she gets up. She's real fucked up, right? She's real fucked up. She gets up and she starts walking around. She sees um, her friend, Jade, right? Yeah, and okay. Riley there. She's like coddling him. He's like awake i guess you can't really see his face they go out of the way to make sure you can't see what his face looks like yeah he's i mean you know what his face looks like it's fucked up but you can't see like oh is he normal is he fine again like he's still like whatever it's blurry right and then all of a sudden she's in the hospital and then she's looking in the doorway and it's the family and riley is up and talking and they're like mom is like putting shit in a backpack and daughter's there her best friend's there and they're all rejoicing and then she looks down the hallway and she sees her dad and he's walking away from her she's calling to him and i mean obviously you know that she's dead right she's a goner and her fear she revealed early in the movie that her fear was to be uh, alone she that's her fear she doesn't want to be alone she looks in the mirror she sees nothing 
So lo and behold, she looks in the mirror. She sees nothing. And then a light turns off, you know, on a distance. Everything in the hallway starts getting darker and darker. And now she's in a fucking void. And it's fucking pitch black. Right? And then suddenly a light comes on as if someone has lit a candle. (gasps) What? And then... She starts walking to it like a moth to a flame. And she sees a hand on the table. But it's a regular person's hand. Just a plain old normal guy's hand. And she grabs it and boom she is the spirit looking out at the guy holding on to the hand and he's fucking horrified because he sees a ghost yeah and she's just staring at she's him she's a ghost that's all fucked up and everything and i do i want to i wanted those out there and all people i talk to well you and whatever said that this has no truth to it or whatever but her hand is fucked up like she because she you know through her own oncoming traffic her and she they do show that her hand like one of her hands is like weirdly fucking her fingers are bent you know? Yeah, kind of an odd angle when she fell. And it's very reminiscent to how the hand, the cursed hand is. And when she puts her hand out, it looks like the hand. Like the same, like... Yeah. Um, the same position the hand's in. And yeah, and then she, he says, talk to me. And she's the new ghost that's talking and to him. And the fucking movie cuts and fiend fiend (laughs) end of movie and you're like okay okay that's that's the end of the movie um yeah so there you go guys maggots spoiled review uh i gave it i gave it some knives i took the knives back i'm not gonna rate the film because everyone's gonna have a different experience of the film the whole point is Go to the movie. Go see whatever movie you want. See this movie. If you may or may not get scared by it, you're going to have a good time. It's it's something to see, you know. I mean, what else are you going to see? Besides, obviously, Barbie. Come on. Um, Until we get the goth horror Barbie movie, you know, until that happens, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Haunted Mansion. That's another movie that came out. We We would love to review the Haunted Mansion, but that's not our... That's not our shtick, so we will not be doing a Haunted Mansion review. But thank you so much for joining us in another podcast. (laughs) Episode of Jump Scare, of which there are several in this movie. There are. There are. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.